0: hey mamas how are you doing i hope you're having a good day welcome to drama mama um listen there's few things in life that you can just always count on you know things that are going to be always there no matter what your whole life and no matter what and no matter when there will always be insane psychopaths that romanticize serial killers. As long as there are serial killers walking this earth, there will be people that for some reason are attracted to them. This is such a phenomenon to me because it really makes absolutely zero sense. Like, I, I, most things I think it's easy to get to the root of why people are the way they are, but I think we need like a team of like every psychologist in the world to figure out what is compelling people to go on TikTok and make edits of Jeffrey Dahmer, a man who literally cut up people and ate them. I was scrolling through TikTok this morning expecting some fun little cat videos, some maybe a little uh, sushi recipe, you know, something spicy. And what do I see? I see a video of, uh, it's a clip of Evan Peters, you know, dancing and gyrating while playing the serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer who killed 17 teen boys and ate them to, like, what's the song? It's like, still. My blood and still my heart. Is that where we are, society? Like, that that is just part of TikTok now? Is serial killer edits? Listen, this happened. Also, excuse the running water noise literally right next to my head. Someone in the building took apparently the world's largest dookie and it is inches from my head and going through the walls. So... Let me really put y'all up to the wall so you can hear. Mm. Oh, it's slowing. Okay. Um. So let me like name a few serial killers that like I've really seen this effect on. I had to look them up because you know these these serial killers are just not occupying much space in my mind because they are serial killers and genuinely terrifying. So I choose not to think about them. And I choose not to really give them the time of day, as most normal people do. Um, you know, there was the there was Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. There was like a Netflix documentary that um, talked about him. Ted Bundy, who I guess was like more on the charming side of the serial killer charm to incel scale. I don't know. Um, there's Jeffrey Dahmer, who we'll talk about a lot today uh, Charles Manson, you know, it goes on, um, but Jeffrey Dahmer is, like, he's really popping right now, no, um, he's, like, very much, like, all over TikTok right now, because Netflix just made a show called Dahmer, which I started watching, I'm on episode three, I have, like, mixed feelings about it, um, like, on one hand, they're, like, we want to do the victim, the victims, like, justice, we want to show their story, but at the same time, like, it's, it's genuinely just romanticizing and dra- dramatizing what happened to them. Like, to, to truly do justice to the stories of victims of serial killers is to maybe do a documentary where you're, like, showing, like, really what happened. Not having Evan Peters, who people are obviously going to swoon over because he played, he was like, the uh, Tate from freaking American Horror Story, and, you know, he just plays characters that people are going to make edits to. Y'all consciously casted him to play Jeffrey Dahmer. That is an active choice. Get get someone real busted to play him. Get, like, <laughs> get like Ed Sheeran to play Jeffrey Dahmer. That would be scary. No one would be making edits at that point. Get, like, freaking... Mm, <laughs> no, really, get Ed Sheeran. Like, call him up. He was on Game of Thrones one episode. I'm sure he can act. I'm sure he can play a killer. His music freaking kills my ears already. So, me like five episodes saying I'm not going to be a hater anymore. And I'm going to leave Ed Sheeran alone. Me today. (laughs) him is a serial killer. Um, (laughs) So, like, that's one problem that I had with the show. Uh, The other problem is, like, It's, it's so clearly not about the victims, like, the whole, it's called Dahmer, so the show is clearly about him, and it's, like, it's, it's hard to kind of, like, frame a show that's, like, still gonna be watchable, but, like, when it's, like, about, say they made it, like, only about the victims, like, a, a lot of them are just, like, living, like, regular lives, so if you're going for entertainment, you're not gonna get much from that. So like, of course they're making like the entertainment factor, like the horror and the shock of it. But that's like real people who died and real families that are still alive, they're still dealing with that, dealing with the fact that their like, literal children were killed and eaten by Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, maybe don't create a show for entertainment, about that maybe find something else maybe make a live action version of coco melon maybe make another paw patrol movie i don't know give us avatar two and three already something like that maybe we don't need another another serial killer show um which also by the way i didn't realize that ross lynch was also in a serial killer movie Um, Which, once again, like, people go crazy on TikTok and Twitter about Ross Lynch. So, why not cast him as a serial killer? Amazing. Amazing work, Hollywood. Um, So, that's kind of how I feel about the show. Now, of course, people are already clipping it, already recording bits and pieces. Okay, so here's the thing, like... There's the people that watch Dahmer. Okay. A lot of people, which, you know, isn't like inherently bad. Like it's the number one show on Netflix right now. So there's a lot of people watching Dahmer. And within that there's people making edits. Which is like obviously a very small amount. It's not like every single person that watches Dahmer is like, oh my God, open video star right now. No, that's not happening. It's like a very small amount of people are making edits, chunk of those people making those edits are being like very clear in the captions um and in the comments being like disclaimer um this is a evan peters edit like showing his emotional range um showing how good he is of an actor or maybe they're just fawning over evan peters like i love evan peters evan peters throw me against the wall live your fantasy live your evan peters dreams like that is pretty much no problem and then within that, within those people that are editing the show, are the genuine psychopaths that are actually like romantically like attracted to the concept and the idea of Jeffrey Dahmer. And that those are the real those are the real freaks. So like genuinely, if you if you if you know anyone at your school that is like attracted to serial killers, bully them. Bully them. Bully them. I'm giving y'all... Ben of the Week is giving y'all the bully pass on this one. Bully your local psycho... Or your local serial killer romanticizer. Because they've lost their damn minds. So, it makes no sense to me how... You can, you, like, it's not like they're like, oh, him as a person was just so cool and attractive and I, or I feel bad for him that he had this tough life. It's not like they're, like, attracted to the underdogness. Maybe they are, but still, that, that's not, like, a compelling reason. They're fully aware of what these serial killers are doing, and specifically with freaking Jeffrey Dahmer, they are fully aware oh my god, that he killed 17 people in horrific ways, Um, which also, which the show kind of, which the Netflix series kind of shows, he did by literally using his white privilege as an advantage, and then living in a mostly black neighborhood, and then preying on mostly black victims, knowing that the police wouldn't touch him, knowing he did that, and then also... Essaying them, um, drilling holes in their head, and eating them. And you are making an edit to, like, uh, an Omar Apollo song. Oh, my God. Like, genuinely, people have lost their minds. Like, how chronically online do you have to be? I I have a vision. I have a vision where... In the few no. if I was president today, the first law I would pass, the first executive order that I would pass, the the law of the land would be if you are going to make edits online, you have to display them in a public square. You have to go down you every every Sunday, just like. Just like the Hunger Games, when they were like picking people's names, everyone's gathering in the town square and we're all watching your edits. (laughs) We are watching your edits on a giant projector screen. We're seeing... (laughs) We're seeing all your anime edits and you have to stand up on the stage. You have to say, hello. My name is psychopathic freak. And here is the Jeffrey Dahmer edit that I made. And then you have to stand there. And everyone has to watch. That is the level of public humiliation we need for these Jeffrey Dahmer edit people. Like, how do you get that comfortable on the internet? Like, like, listen, if that's like a, a feeling that you were having in your head, like, talk to a therapist, A. And B, try and like work through that so that you don't feel that way anymore. Because that is a genuine, horrible attraction to have. And is so unnatural. Um, so work through that. But B, don't ugh, ugh, don't share it online. <laughs> My God, like where? Where are we at on the internet that this is like a like a conversation we have to have that we have to be like, hey, hey, maybe, um, maybe making edits of people that did. Immonstrable damage to families and killed dozens of people. Maybe edit something else. Do you like anime? Do Do you like River? Da- do you like anything? Do you like any single thing other than people that murdered dozens of human beings? Can you Can you find any? other thing that you can be a fan of you like k-pop you like blackpink they just released an album tons of fan cams online for you to edit of that available for you no no you no you still want to edit um jeffrey dahmer and upload that to tiktok.com that's your final decision oh my god Lost their damn minds. Lost their damn minds. Now, I want to kind of, like, talk about, like, true crime as, like, a broader genre. Because, you know, you see flavors of this in, like, the whole true crime community. And I'm not saying that if you, like, enjoy true crime or enjoy true crime podcasts or documentaries that you're, like, a psychopath or anything like that. That's not what I mean. But if it was a Venn diagram... The two things share some similarities and there's some of y'all that are in both parts of the 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 cookie how it crumbles. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm really just saying words right now. Also, I remember I'm wearing a ton of green in front of a green screen cuz I am a genius. Um so true crime has like I I tried to get into it at one point when it was like really in its heyday cuz um A lot of my friends were listening to it. They're like, "You gotta listen to Serial. You gotta listen to this True Crime podcast. It's so good." So I gave it a shot, um, and I really couldn't get into it. Um, I just get distracted so easily. I need like a goofy ass podcast. But like, I I I can't have a podcast where it's like 8 a.m. 8:02 a.m. December 31st. so that's not even a fucking, not even a fucking day. I just said, December 31st. <laughs> um, December 31st, 1992. Bob, Bob Berger was walking to the store. And it's like, they count, they, they like, break down, like, say a murder or something, in like, the most excruciating detail- I'm like, I'm not the police. I am not an investigator. I'm not a PI. And I guess some of y'all would like to be that. And that is what—that's what y'all would be doing if you were a police or a private investigator. But that's not my ass. It's not. I'm not about that life. I cannot stand like the podcast where it's like ten episodes and it's like every single little tiny thing that happened towards like a certain crime. Something it's not. Sometimes it's not even like a murder. It's like literally like a car crash or something, or there was this podcast that my friend made me sit through about, like, a soldier that was, like, kidnapped and then got rescued. I'm like, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, and that's me personally, if that's your thing, like, live your truth, live your life, like, my I, I got Minecraft bedsheets, I'm in no place to criticize other people's desires, unless you are attracted to serial killers. But, you know, I'm not saying all true crime people are like that. But I am going to be a little bit critical because it's, like, okay, there's some genuine, like, you know, important information you can gain from, like, a true crime podcast. You can learn, like, how killers think, I guess, which is, like, a good way to avoid getting killed. Like... I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts uh, when my friends were listening to them. And, you know, I got some genuine information on, like, what they look for, how they hunt their targets. And I used to just walk around at night in L.A. um, In a specific area where there's a lot of murders and people that disappear. So I stopped doing that. Um, And, you know, we can chalk that up to true crime podcasts, you know, educating me. But... I don't, (laughs) I don't understand, like, it's so dark, too, like, I, I'm not, like, the type of person be like, blood, like, actually, that's a, that is a full lie, I, like, am so squeamish, but that's, like, with my own blood, like, if I, like, if I ever had to get, like, an IV or something, and they put, like, a needle into a vein, nope, (laughs) but, like, it truly is just upsetting and disturbing to listen to some of these true crime podcasts, like, and also Netflix documentaries. I don't know I'm just like singling out the podcast community, like it's Netflix too. Y'all are in this shithole as well. Like, I'll listen to them or watch them, and like be genuinely upset for the rest of the day. Like, I I was watching this Dahmer show before bed, and like could not fall asleep because I was like, oh my god. Like, this is, like, horrific. Like, like I just watched someone get cut up and eaten, and then their bones put in an oven so that he could smash them up more so he could spread their bone dust. Not exactly, not exactly the, the, the calmest thing to fall asleep to. So, I really would like to just take a peek into the minds of people that, you know, listen to True Crime on a regular basis because I feel like you have to shut off some part of your brain to be able to like digest that. Like if you have empathy, you are listening to these episodes and feeling ill or sick afterwards. So the way that people can listen to like, like binge a whole season of say a podcast about like a girl getting murdered and then be like, well, How do you do that? How I'm, I'm really just curious. I'm just curious how you do that. Because not my ass. I listen to two episodes. I'm like, I'm never leaving my house again. I'm never going outside. Everyone is going to find a way to kill me. And I'm terrified. So, also, side note. Um... I just want to say, like, I want to point out, like, a weird difference that me and my friends did notice when we were, like, in our tr- true crime era. Um, the U.S. obviously has a lot of horrific murders, um, especially with guns, because access to guns is, like, so readily available. <coughs> Excusez moi However, in Canada, where guns are a, a lot, a whole lot harder to get a hold of... We have some real psychotic murders. Um, I talked about this... Oh my god, when was this? This was like... Maybe 20 episodes ago when it was like still... I almost died. But... There was this murder on the Greyhound bus... That I used to take from my mom's house to my dad's house. Like, almost every weekend. And it wasn't the time that I was riding this. But it was like the same scheduled bus. This guy... Who, uh, I guess it was believed he had a mental health crisis. Um, I think he was schizophrenic, maybe. And he basically thought the person in front of him was, like, an alien. And God was telling him on this bus, on this Greyhound bus, to kill him. So he stabbed him to death, cut his head off, and then ate his face. And, um... So that happened on my bus. And it's things like that that really only happen in Canada. And I don't know what it is. I think it's like, you know, we don't have guns in Canada. So we have knives maybe. And knives are such a more gruesome and horrific way to go. That's why like there's all these murders in Canada which are just so like genuinely terrifying. There's so many true crime stories that happen like in Canada, um, and that's like my theory. Sorry, random conspiracy theory. It's because like now, now I I'm not saying like oh we need guns so like these stop happening. No, like we're ha- we have way less murders like per capita than the U.S. and that's a direct result of like gun control. But it's like it's so interesting how the times the the murders that do happen are like the most horrific things you've ever heard so um back to back to true crime i it's just a genre that i really can't like get myself into um but it's it's weird how like (laughs) sorry not to like dig on y'all again if you enjoy true crime but it's like i find it interesting how like socially acceptable it is and i think there's a genuine like fascination that like pretty much everyone has with like crazy events like this where um you know a person is able to kill that many people i think everyone is kind of interested in like a what is wrong with this person b how are they able to do this um and c like if they're on trial like can we watch a trial and, like, watch them get the death penalty or whatever. Um, or, like, I think there's, a like, a desire for people to want to see these, like, monsters get what's coming to them, I guess, which you can't really do when you've killed 17 people. There's not really a way to match that pain, I guess, or, like, have them see justice. There's really no justice for that. Even with one murder, I'm I'm acting like 17 murders is, like, the limit to, like, like, no, it, like, even if you kill someone, like, I guess you have one life, so you can get the death penalty, and then it's an eye for an eye. But, like, me, personally, I don't believe in the death penalty, but not, like, oh, like, the death penalty is so harsh, like, the government shouldn't be able to kill— No, I believe in, like— This is about to sound so crazy, but, um, let me know if y'all think this way. I believe in, like, keeping monsters like that alive, and, like, making the rest of their lives— horrible i believe if you are a serial killer or say like a serial pedophile you should spend the rest of your days in prison being constantly tortured with like horrific screamo music i think they should have constantly like the lights on so you can never sleep and your bed literally has nails in it and they like every month like switch out the nails um, I don't I think death is too easy of a solution for serial killers. I don't think anywhere should have the death penalty. I think there should be a system that is able to match the pain. Cause this is the thing, this is the thing. Serial killers and I don't know that much about the psychology of serial killers and psychopaths, but if they don't have like a lot of them aren't afraid of getting caught or they're only hiding. Like, the bodies and, like, hiding everything so that they can keep doing it. But they are very, oh, what is the word? Like, not nihilistic. But they don't care what happens to them. So you're not scaring them by being like, oh, you'll get the death penalty if you're a serial killer. Because they don't care. Like, a lot of them are already, like, maybe suicidal. Or just have no, like, they they don't care if they're caught. So, like... We need some sort of system to, like, genuinely scare them, and, you know, like, if you are going to be a serial killer, you are going to face the rest of your life in a complete state of agony and discomfort, like, at the very least. Like, it's too easy to just execute a serial killer and be like, well, there's that. Now! And that's my thoughts on that. It kind of went on a little heated tangent on that, but, um... <laughs> So, back to the TikTok people that are making edits. Um, I feel like a lot of these are, like, also kids, which is so terrifying. Like, A, don't watch Dahmer if you're, like, literally, genuinely under 18. Like, I'm 23, and it's, like, hurting my brain. So, like, don't watch it, especially if you're – um, if anything, like – it, uh, involving murders or serial killers is traumatizing to you like especially don't watch it and then also if you see people editing Jeffrey Dahmer on TikTok hold down on the video and press not interested like try and like wreck it in the algorithm as much as you can because like like damn it needs to stop it really is so insane because there are imagine like you were the family of a victim that Jeffrey Dahmer killed and you're just scrolling through TikTok and you see someone literally making an edit of a person playing him dancing and with like a fun little audio that is insane that is something that that is so so genuinely insane so um get it out of there get it out of here lost your damn minds honestly and with that being said it is time to read some drama stories. Because if I talk about serial killers for another second, I might throw up. Um, but as you'll know, at the end of every single uh, podcast episode, uh, I read some of your drama stories using the hashtag drama podcast on Twitter. So if you want me to read a story on a future episode, let me know. Tweet it to me. I love you. I love you. Okay. This one is from. At 0034511, hashtag drama mama podcast. So basically, a couple of days ago, my boyfriend cheated on me with a girl who also has a boyfriend over a game of truth or dare. I asked him why he did that, and this motherfucker said, I don't know. I honestly don't know if I should break up with him or not. I love your podcast, by the way. I mean, damn. Okay, so you said a game of truth or dare. I guess, like, like, I mean, I'm assuming the truth or dare was not, like, go have, like, S-E-X, full penetration, like, if you're playing that in truth or dare, like, seek therapy, Um, but I- I'm guessing there was probably, like, a kiss or something, which is still cheating, which is still, ew, um, you know, if they felt guilty and felt sorry that they did that, I'd say maybe give them, give them another chance, like, You know, when you're playing Truth or Dare, you can be, like, very maybe caught up in it and, like, prone to—what is—susception? That's not the word. Um, Yeah, like, very influenced. And if there's a group of people being like, kiss, 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 I don't know. And also, it's, like, for a game, so, like, hopefully it means nothing. But it sounds like he isn't remorseful if he just said, I don't know. So, you know, clearly he's not, like, really thinking about you and, like, how that's affecting you. Um, I'd say maybe give him one more chance and be like, what do you mean I don't know? Because that's not the most pleasant thing to find out that I was just cheated on and your response is fucking I don't know. Maybe reach out and if he still is um, not remorseful or doesn't give a good apology... Um, and with like plans to like make sure that never happens again, cut them off, gotta go. Um, but that was the advice of the day. She want me to read your drama. Use the hashtag Mama Podcast, and I will read it on a future episode. I love you all so much. Um, please stay safe. Please take care. Uh, I will see you all next Wednesday on this podcast. Oh, also, please rate this podcast five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps a ton. I love reading your reviews. And I will see you next week. Gun of the week. It's Joe.